Good evening. Once again, we want to acknowledge to our Father and our God in heaven that we are grateful for all of his love, mercy, and blessings. God's children are blessed above all other people, not because we are better than anyone else, but because God is the greatest of all. We need to remember that as God's children, uh, we are not to live based on what we see, but rather we are to live by faith. However things may look in this world, uh, we need to remember that this world is not our home, uh, that we are passing through. Uh, however uh, anti-God man may become, we need to remember that God has given us a family in Christ Jesus uh, that lives to glorify his name. Uh, the psalmist declares in Psalm 37, verses 1 and 2, Fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity, for they, they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Uh, we need to remember that all that this life has to offer is temporary, uh, but the things that God offers are eternal. Uh, God is able to bless us uh, not only in this life, but in the life to come. And for all of God's blessings, we ought to be eternally grateful. We want to direct your attention again this evening to the text that was read into our hearing. Uh, there in Hebrews chapter 11, and just for the sake of emphasis, we want to reread uh, verses 24 and 25. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Based on the words of the Hebrew writer here in Hebrews chapter 11, we want to use this evening as a subject, be careful what you choose. And as we consider the text that we have before us here in Hebrews chapter 11, it is articulated to us that Moses made choices. And I wonder how many of us appreciate that, uh, the fact that in many of the choices we make and many of our decisions, there are long-range consequences. I, I believe that there are times when we do not choose wisely simply because the consequences of that decision are not immediate. How many of us have purchased something we knew we couldn't afford because we could get it on credit? There are even times when the choosing of one thing, knowingly or unknowingly, includes the choosing of other things as well. When one chooses not to obey the gospel of Christ, at the same time one has chosen to remain enlisted in Satan's army. When one chooses to smoke, one at the same time chooses an increased risk of cancer or some other lung disease. 
In early life, many of our decisions are made by our parents or our guardians. And we don't always agree with the choices that our parents may make, but both the Old Testament and the New Testament teach that there are certain decisions parents should make for their children. When I hear Solomon say in Proverbs 22, verse 6, train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it, I hear Solomon saying there are certain choices you ought to make for your child. And there are certain choices that parents ought to make for their children. I choose to send you to school. And I choose that you are going to do the best you can while you are in school. I choose that you are going to behave yourself while you are there uh, and not embarrass me. Uh, in Ephesians 6 and verse number 4, uh, the Apostle Paul declared that uh, we are to bring our children up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And there in the New Testament, I hear the Apostle saying there are certain choices that a parent ought to make uh, uh, for the child. Now, I, I've had this discussion with people, well, well, when does a child stop being a child? Now, now I understand the question, but, but let me just say, as a parent, your children never stop being your children. But you get to start making your own decisions when you start paying your own bills and have your own space. But as long as you need me to give you a place to stay and, and food to eat, and foot the utility bills on your behalf, you have not matured to the point where you need to be making crucial decisions. I believe, however, that there are times when our parents are not around that I need to be able to choose wisely for myself. Now, inasmuch as choices often have long-range consequences, it would behoove all of us uh, to be careful what we choose. And here in the text in Hebrews 11, we find that Moses made several choices. Moses chose both to accept and to reject. Sometimes our problem in choosing is that we don't know how to say no. Moses knew how to say no when he needed to. Note in verse number 24, it says he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Now, when he refused that, it necessarily means that he embraced or chose some other things as well. In verse 25, it says he chose rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Now, I don't know if you've ever seen uh, of the movie, The Ten Commandments. Uh, but you notice, whenever they went to Pharaoh's palace, that, that Pharaoh was sitting there nice and comfortable, and, and, and he had servants fanning him and, uh, you know, bringing him grapes or whatever it was he wanted. Well, Moses chose not to be in that position of comfort, but to go out and make bricks with the children of Israel. But notice something about the choices that he made. In, in verse 24, the Bible says, "For by faith, Moses. Now, we know in Romans 10, verse 17, the Bible declares that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. There was some way that God had communicated to Moses uh, uh, who he was 
and what his will was for his children. Moses' choice was made by faith. Faith is never a matter of me deciding what I want and then believing God is going to bless me because I have decided. Faith is always a response to what God has said. God had communicated to Moses that he was a Hebrew and not an Egyptian. And as a Hebrew, his place was with his people who were slaves to the Egyptians. Now, I don't believe that this was an easy choice uh, 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 to make. Going from royalty to slavery was not the only factor that would have complicated his choice. Moses had been raised as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. To say yes to God, Moses had to say no to his, and I'm going to say stepmother. Uh, we know who his real mother was. Uh, and his real mother nursed him and then took him back to Pharaoh's daughter, who uh, served as a surrogate mother uh, uh, for him. But one's mother is usually the last person that you want to say no to. Do you remember the declaration of Jesus in Matthew chapter 10 and verse number 37? Jesus says that he that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Did you ever wonder why Jesus picked those individuals? Those people constitute some of the closest relationships we will ever have on this time side of life. But not only did Moses choose by faith, but, but notice what the Bible says in verse 25. He chose rather to suffer affliction. Now, now how many of us choose affliction? You know, usually uh, affliction is something we avoid with everything in us, uh, if possible. But Moses chose to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Moses chose not only by faith, but he also chose with wisdom. He chose affliction with God's people over pleasure with sinners. He understood that under any circumstance, it is better to be with God's children than the devil's children. He also realized that while sin is pleasurable, sin is fun. Why else would we struggle with it so? You know, gossip doesn't hurt. Now, it might hurt when people gossip about us, but, but, but you know, our ears just perk up when somebody want to share some gossip with us. Uh, you know, you home and you miss worship service, and, and, and somebody said, guess what happened at worship today? It, don't you just want to hear what happened at worship today? Uh, and it's not necessarily something you need to know. Sin is pleasurable, but it is also temporary and deadly. In, in Job 20 and verse number 4, the Bible says, Knowest thou not this of old, since man was placed upon the earth? that the triumphing of the wicked is short and the joy of the hypocrite, but for a moment. You know, one of the things we have to appreciate, it may look like the world is having fun right now, and they may well be, but that's right now. See, but our existence is about more than right now. Uh, there's going to come a time when all of us will be called from the grave to stand before God in, uh, in judgment, and, and, and we will have to uh, 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 give account to God, and that will have uh, uh, implication on where we spend eternity. And then there, in, in verse 26, it says, 
Moses esteemed the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. Now, that's the uh, Elizabethan way of saying Moses thought about more than immediate gratification. Moses appreciated what I decide now is going to come back and affect me later on. We would do well to appreciate that when I make a choice, it may come back to affect me later on. And I need to regard how it will affect me later on. Moses chose wisely because he had a true sense of wealth. You know, not many people have a true sense of wealth today. Uh, you know, true wealth is not measured in terms of dollars and cents. But we live in a society where people will work themselves into a grave trying to amass dollars and cents. Where people will neglect their families trying to amass dollars and cents. I, 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 many people don't know what wealth really is. Most people equate wealth with money or material possessions. But one of the great lessons of life to be learned is that money is not the source of true wealth. Was it not Jesus who told the rich young ruler that he lacked one thing and to gain that thing he, he had to give up his money? Uh, and you remember what the Bible says, when he heard that he went away sorrowful. Why did he go away sorrowful? Because he knew Jesus was right. He understood, I'm getting ready to say no to true wealth so that I can keep my wealth. And I know that's a bad decision, but I'm going to make it anyway. Now, we ought to be able to relate to that. You know, every time we make a bad decision, it's not one we made in ignorance. You know, many of us, we walk around talking about the bad decisions we made when we were younger, and we cite the fact, but I wasn't a member of the church then. Do you mean you had no knowledge of right and wrong until you obeyed the gospel? No, sometimes we make wrong choices, even though we know they are wrong choices, because we want the gratification of the moment. And note that the things we would typically think of as bad became good with God. Moses realized that affliction and reproach with Christ was better than pleasure and treasure without Christ. He was persuaded that true wealth is the reward that God gives to those of his children that are faithful to him. And if we examine the life of Moses, we find that it can be divided into three 40-year periods. The first 40 years of his life was spent in the land of Egypt. The second 40 years of his life was spent as a stranger in the land of Midian. And in the final 40 years of his life, God used Moses to lead. This 24 through 27 took place in the first 40 years of Moses's life. The choices he made in the first 40 years of his life had a long range effect on how God was able to use him in the final 40 years of his life. Can you imagine a decision that you make today affecting you 40 years from now? I, I don't think we think in terms like that. Uh, something I decided 40 years ago, and, and depending on how old you are now, something that I decided when I was a teenager, 
uh, uh, when I was a preteen, when I was a young adult, coming back to uh, uh, have consequences for me when I'm well into adulthood. We need to be careful what we choose. Consequences are a byproduct of choice. When we choose wisely, we reap positive consequences. When we choose unwisely, we reap negative consequences. Thank God for grace that spares us sometimes because we don't always choose wisely. But the most important choice one will ever make in life is whether or not one will follow Jesus. In 2 Corinthians 6, verse 2 in your Bibles, For he saith, I have heard thee in a time accepted, and in the day of salvation have I succored thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. I believe Paul was saying the best time to decide to follow Jesus is right now. You know, we might bank on having a tomorrow or next week or a next month, but there's no guarantee that we'll have a later. But we do have right now. And God invites us to become members of his family by hearing the gospel message, Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Believing Jesus to be the Christ, the Son of God, John 8, verse 24. The willingness to repent of sin to make wise decisions as it pertains to God's will as he has revealed it in his word. Uh, uh, Acts 17, verses 30 and 31, we must make the confession of faith that Jesus is the Christ, Matthew 10, verse 32, and then be baptized in water for the remission of sins, Acts 2, 38. When we go down into the waters of baptism, God washes away our sins by the blood of Christ Jesus puts his spirit inside of us, and he adds us to the church. And when we come up out of the waters of baptism, uh, 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 the, the uh, word of caution to us is be careful what you choose. Uh, we need to choose the things that are right in the sight of God and in keeping with his word and his will. If you're listening to this message via one of the, uh, the social media outlets and you want to be baptized into Christ Jesus, uh, we bid you reach out to our elders at elders at laurelchurch.net. Provision will be made to baptize you. If you're here in our audience and this is your desire, uh, then we bid you to come as we stand and as we sing the song of invitation.